Greetings. This is breaking news on the Creative Society channel. The last seven years have been the hottest on record globally. The European Union's Climate Monitoring Service has reported. 2021 was another year of extreme temperatures, with the hottest summer in Europe, heat waves in the Mediterranean, not to mention unprecedented high temperatures in North America, said Carlo Buentempo, director of the Copernicus Climate Change Service. The events of 2021 have made us aware of the urgency of the climate emergency. In 2022, the trend of global climate change continues. Watch in this episode. On January 7, heavy rains and destructive winds hit southern Australia. Hundreds of homes in Victoria were left without electricity. The roof of a shopping mall near Melbourne collapsed due to heavy flooding and bad weather. The next day, ex-tropical cyclone Seth brought heavy rains, storms and widespread flooding to the east coast of the country. Unfortunately, casualties and missing persons have been reported. Many communities in the state of Queensland were isolated. Helicopters were used to evacuate those affected by the flooding. Coming up next, the breaking news reporter will tell us about floods in Brazil. Hello, this is the breaking news reporter from Brazil. On January 6, 2022, a heavy downpour caused massive flooding in Brazil. In the northern part of the state of Sao Paulo, more than 100 millimeters of rain fell in just two hours, which is almost a monthly norm for January. Casualties and missing persons were reported. The natural disaster caused severe damage to the infrastructure of populated areas. Houses were damaged, bridges were destroyed, and the water supply was disrupted, leaving residents of six districts of the state without drinking water. On January 8th, at Furnace Lake, in the east of Brazil, a steep stone slab detached from a rock and fell onto recreational tourist boats. Unfortunately, some people were killed and injured. It was reported that heavy rains, which had caused flooding in the state of Minas Gerais earlier, were the cause of the cliff's collapse. Earlier, heavy rains flooded coffee plantations and other crops in central eastern Brazil.
An eyewitness from Colombia emailed us a video report about freezing temperatures in her region. The theme of extreme natural disasters in Latin America will be continued by eyewitnesses. Hi, I'm Cristina Quintero, an eyewitness of the climate changes that have affected our country. I live in Colombia, in the municipality of Chitaga, North Santander. At the moment, I'm in one of the fields that have been affected by the severe frost in our municipality, in our town, because the temperature has reached below 3 degrees Celsius. And there are villages in our vicinity where the temperature has dropped below zero. In fact, the people living in our municipality are not prepared to face these severe frosts. And especially the farmers, who were directly affected because the frosts destroyed their crops. It is very disturbing that the Colombian government does not have a contingency plan to deal with these problems and that we, ordinary people, do not know how to act. It is really alarming, friends, that today we can survive a simple frost that only affected crops, but tomorrow we really don't know what we will face and how we can prepare. So it is my duty to invite you to the conference on May 7, Global Crisis, where people we want to live. My name is Johanna Paula Razo Andrade. I'm from Ecuador. I live in a canton of the city of Riobamba that belongs to the province of Chimborazo, which is called Guano. On that day, Saturday, December 11th, my husband noticed the river rising. There was no prior warning other than we saw ourselves the rising of the river. We were frightened because the river was flooding and the water level rose very fast. There was a blockage in the corner part of the bridge, because after the rain on October 26, no cleaning was carried out and all the garbage remained in the river. Therefore, when the stream of water began to rise, it began to bring felt trees and the like, and all this accumulated at the bridge and it was carried away by the stream of water in those places where the water rose strongly. The river flooded everything, the water tore down the wall of our house and flooded both home and our restaurant. I was worried because I stayed outside. I was afraid for my two-year-old daughter, who was sleeping in a crib. So I screamed and called for help in desperation, and all the people ran out as of from resort pools, screaming because the power line swinging so much that everyone shouted, you will be electrocuted, run away. I wanted to get inside to save my daughter. I was screaming, begging for help for my daughter while my husband was blocked inside because of the cars of the peoples who had lunch in our place that day. Then my husband was carried away by the current. But my father managed to get my daughter out of the house. He was waist deep in mud, but he saved her and managed to drag my daughter to the back of the house. Therefore, speaking about this disaster that happened to us, I'm happy at the same time because all my family members were able to stay alive and healthy. 
There were quite a lot of people in crisis, pregnant women who were crying, screaming, because it was something unprecedented on such a scale. We were all scared, we didn't know what to do or where to go. We were left without electricity. When we were trying to save some things or see what was going on at that moment, this month from my personal experience, I wasn't quite aware of everything. It was like a nightmare, I can't describe it. It was such an adrenaline rush that so overwhelmed our bodies at that moment out of gratitude because we saw my daughter that she was fine. But at the same time, after we returned to reality, we saw that everything Everything we had invested so much in, everything we had dreamed of disappeared in one minute. Dreams stayed there, everything stayed there, therefore, until now. Every time I go there, it's very painful for me to accept what happened. I try to avoid thinking about it, I try to think about other things and be strong for my children. Because now we live with some people, then with other people, my children still don't have documents, because they are still young. One is nine years old and the other is two years old. Until something happens to us, we don't know the value of what will happen next. Therefore, sometimes it is necessary to go through some very serious tests in order to understand the value of life. And the value of life is in every moment, every second, every moment, every second, in every little plant, a breath of air that we have for some reason. All this is given to us because we are here for something, for some purpose. And it would be good if we could do our part to change things and somehow control them. Because sometimes the news fills us with only negative information and we feel depressed and powerless but this news or this statistic may change if we teach our children and take care of everything around us ourselves my name is Roaldo Gonzalez I am from Puerto Barrios, Isabel, Guatemala, in Central America. In the first place, it all started on Sunday night when rain began to fall here in the north of Guatemala. Heavy rain did not stop for about six hours. The sea level started to rise and, of course, many homes were affected as a result of this heavy rainfall. The rescue team immediately arrived Sunday night when the sea level began to rise. People affected by this cold front that was accompanied by heavy rains told us that they have lost everything, absolutely everything, clothes, beds, furniture, all the utensils that they had used at home. These people have been severely affected. It wasn't very well announced about the disaster beforehand as it happened before past storms. The weather authorities only announced that a cold front was going to appear, but not as strong as it appeared to be. 
Thank God the people were evacuated. They were taken to a safer, drier place. They were given food, clothes, blankets, mattresses, so that they could get over it, so that they could be sheltered in a safer place, in churches and in schools. Though people have lost everything, but thank God there were no casualties. Only material things were lost. Basically, the people who were evacuated were scared. Thank God that there were no human losses, only material losses. And in fact, we thank God for this because the material things can indeed really be restored. But the human lives, the human losses cannot be recovered. If you have witnessed a climate anomaly, send your video footage to climate at creativesociety.com. Everyone can do their part to spread the word about climate change on the planet. In preparation for the International Conference Global Crisis – Time for the Truth, the participants of the Creative Society Project contacted eyewitnesses of climate change events. Next up, eyewitness Serge Makolo of the Niragonga volcano eruption in the Democratic Republic of Congo, now as a reporter for Breaking News, will talk about the storm in South Africa. Hello, this is the breaking news reporter from Congo. On January 8, 2022, heavy rains caused floods that affected parts of the Eastern Cape province of South Africa. The natural disaster caused a loss of lives. In East London, 58 millimeters of rain fell in 24 hours, well above the monthly norm. Heavy rains destroyed hundreds of houses. Dozens of residents were displaced from their homes. In some areas, the roads were completely flooded. Tokyo saw the most powerful snowfall recorded in the last four years. On January 6, 2022, heavy snowfalls hit eastern Japan, including Shizuoka and Kanagawa prefectures. Temperatures dropped to plus 2.6 degrees Celsius. This is the lowest recorded in the region in the last 19 years. Because of the weather, dozens of flights have been cancelled. Rail and road transport services have been hampered. The topic of snowfall in Asia will be continued by breaking news reporter from Pakistan. Hello, this is the breaking news reporter from Pakistan. On January 8, 2022, a heavy snowfall struck the northern provinces of Pakistan. More than 120 centimeters of snow fell in the mountains resort town of Murray. Sadly, dozens of people, including children, were trapped in cars broke by the snow. More than 23,000 cars were evacuated from the disaster area, but more than 1,000 more cars remained in the huge traffic jam under the snow on the mountain roads. Police, army units, and special equipment were used to rescue people. Thank you. 
Even such an ordinary weather phenomenon as snowfall becomes a real natural disaster, which, unfortunately, takes human lives. In just two weeks of January, abnormal and powerful snowfalls have hit such countries as India, Pakistan, Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia, Austria, Spain, Italy, Greece and Turkey, the Russian Federation and Japan, Canada and the United States. A breaking news reporter will tell us more on the snowfall and flooding in the United States. Hello, this is a U.S. breaking news reporter. In early January 2022, residents of Western Washington State in the United States suffered from a record snowfall. The Cascade Mountains area got covered in snow while the Chihalas River Basin got flooded. A mountainous area was closed due to poor visibility, heavy snowfall, and the high possibility of avalanche. Almost all major roads and railroads connecting Seattle to the rest of the state and country were also closed. In addition to the snow, heavy rains hit several counties in Washington state, causing severe flooding. Dozens of communities were underwater. In some places, water reached the roofs of the houses and people were evacuated. In coastal areas, the situation was exacerbated by powerful winds and waves that flooded the coastline. Floods and at least two tornadoes hit another part of the country. This happened on January 8th and 9th in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. Most of the structures in the path of the tornado were destroyed or severely damaged. Roads were littered with trees and debris. The tornado overturned cars and heavy rain flooded low-lying areas. On January 8, 2022, there was a strong, shallow earthquake of magnitude 6.6 .6 in western China. After about 25 minutes, an aftershock of magnitude 5.1 followed. The epicenter of the tremors was located approximately 140 kilometers from the city of Xining. The earthquake damaged many buildings and destroyed several railroad tunnels. Watch next on other natural disasters from January 8th to 11th in the report. On January 8th and 9th, 2022, cold weather and heavy snowfall came to Italy. A snowstorm swept across the entire northern Adriatic coast. On January 10, schools were closed in several towns in the province of Emilia-Romagna. The cold came to other regions of central and southern Italy as well. Such weather events are rather untypical for the region. On January 10 to 11, southwest France was in the center of powerful cyclone. Some areas received a month's worth of rainfall in 48 hours. The effects of heavy rains were most heavily felt in Upper Garonne, Arage, Landis, and Upper Pyrenees departments. The melting of snow in the Pyrenees mountain system due to warm southern winds also contributed to the rising water levels in local rivers. Thus, the water level in the Garonne exceeded the norm by 4 and 3 tenths meters. The flooding led to flooding of houses in the region. Disruptions in transport and power outages. Residents of a number of settlements were evacuated. In the department of Haute-Garonne, the situation was aggravated by landslides. 
Earlier, in another part of the world, torrential rain in the Papua province, Indonesia, on the island of New Guinea, caused rivers to overflow and infrastructure to flood. Sadly, there were fatalities. Severe flooding has affected several central areas of the provincial capital, Jayapura, where hundreds of local residents have had to leave their homes. The water levels was 2 to 3 meters high. The flooding triggered a series of landslides, which also killed people. Tropical cyclone Cody passed near Fiji on January 10. It brought heavy rains and flooding. There are fatalities. More than 4,000 residents were evacuated to safe areas. Much of Reva province was flooded. There was significant damage to infrastructure, houses and roads flooded. Fallen power lines caused power outages. The rate of change in climate systems and their destructive power is increasing every day and it is happening everywhere. As we can see on the map, between January 7 and 13, cataclysms struck nearly every continent on our planet. This is a consequence of astronomical cyclical climate change. It has irreversible consequences, and mankind is not yet able to resist it. Igor Mihalovich, you said that we are entering the 24,000-year cycle and the consequences of entering this phase are much more complicated than in the case if humanity would enter a 12,000-year cycle. They are certainly worse. In what way? What explains this? Well, we actually explained it more than once, but… Let's explain one more time. Let's try to explain in a simple and understandable way. Well, let's try to explain in an abstract way. Just imagine, let's say, a clock, a clock dial. This clock dial is our galaxy. Above it there is the entire universe, a major part of it. Well, below there are already galaxies, well, they are towards the edge of the universe, so to say. And there is 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock on the dial. 12 o'clock is located towards the universe, whereas 6 o'clock is located towards the edge of the universe. What is a cycle? And here there should be an understanding. A cycle is when our galaxy, during its rotation, while it constantly rotates, so the cycle of its rotation is exactly 24,000 years. Thus, it is exposed to radiation twice, in other words, from outer space, from the universe, from galaxies. There is, let's say, such a ray of light, like a laser, just to make it clear, which simply shines. It shines not just on our galaxy, but on other galaxies as well. Aggregation and addition take place. And it's a very harsh interaction. It's not the light, it is something a little bit different. Energy. Right, it's a flow of energy that is formed by means of two lenses. Never mind, let's not delve into this. It's not an astrophysics class now. Yet, this hard radiation, when we get into a gravitational interaction, into a strongly pronounced interaction with the universe, with masses of galaxies along one line, let's say, we get onto this line twice during the period of rotation, when we get 
to the point of 6 o'clock is a 12,000-year cycle, then our entire galaxy is above us, and numerous planets take this hit. But when we get into this radiation, and at that time we are at 12 o'clock, it turns out that we are on the front line. After all, our planet is in the Sophora arm, well, in the arm of our galaxy. The planet is situated nearly at the edge of the arm. So it turns out that nothing protects us. And just like many other solar systems, we are actually a shield for our galaxy, for all planets and systems located below. Therefore, a much stronger impact takes place than when we are at the point of six o'clock, meaning when we rotate. In the consumerist format of society, there is no chance of solving the problem of global climate change, because all attention is directed only to those factors that can be managed. As a result, the theory of anthropogenic influence of carbon dioxide emissions is popularized. At the same time, the manifestation of astronomical processes and their cyclicity on the planet is not studied enough. In particular, such factors as core displacement, weakening of magnetic field, ocean heating from bottom to top, and the intensification of seismic and volcanic activity. And not only that, all information about it is censured in every possible way. Look at the horrifying facts. In just four months, our common enemy, the climate, has taken over as much territory as it has never taken over in years. And most of humanity is completely unaware of it. We're going to see a situation where multiple droughts worldwide are going to synchronize and cause a massive food price spike like we've never seen before and cause just a worldwide sort of event that, that's uh, going to be economically devastating and then it's going to be uh, devastating to people as well, causing starvation and perhaps famine that would kill millions. The enemy has already come. He's already in our homes. He's destroying everyone and everything. The enemy is attacking and we don't even know that he has come. Well, he is concerning our homes, our lands. At this time, we try to play on the enemy's side, giving in and pretending not to notice what is going on. While he is taking our territories, the enemy is attacking and attacking hard. It is the climate that is our common enemy. Meanwhile, the collaborationists, those who are fighting on the enemy's side, divert our attention from the real external enemy and claim that our enemy is the internal one, whom we have created by our anthropogenic factor. The collaborationists knowingly and willingly collaborate with the enemy. Let's take an honest look at what is at the heart of modern society. Manipulation, lies, slavery, silence, power, money, holding on to what's yours and snatching what belongs to others. We have exalted all the lowest human qualities. They say, know your worth. We have worth for everything. Everything is bought and sold from air to relationships between people. Why do we see everywhere a strong push for CO2 reduction if this doesn't stop climate change? Simply 
because it's a big business. Because of such collaborationists, we are totally unaware. Meanwhile, the inevitable is getting closer and we have no way to counteract it. I'm also afraid of what is going to happen, but you know, it's even scarier if we close, if we lose our time and our chance, and the responsibility for the death of billions of people in the next decade will be on our conscience. We must hurry to unite and mobilize all scientists. All scientific, technical, and intellectual potential needs to be invested in one task. Finding solutions to counter the impact of cyclicality since every action has its counteraction. We will be able to find a solution to avoiding climate collapse and to humankind's survival only when all of humanity consolidates. The choice is up to us. It's up to each one of us. It's up to you. Consolidation of all mankind is possible only in the creative format of society, when our common goal will be to ensure and guarantee the value of every person's life. Learn more about the Creative Society at creativesociety.com website. Thank you for being with us today and see you soon on the Creative Society channel.